Hello there and welcome to the Wired for Love podcast. We are discussing the dating booklet, Practical Guidelines for Life-Giving Relationships. I'm Father Martin Connor, your host. I'm a Catholic priest with the Legionaries of Christ and I've been dedicating myself for many, many years, close to 20, to walking with young people and married couples on their journey. What is our mission here at the Wired to Love podcast? Well, it's all human beings have the desire to love and to be loved. It is actually written into our very being. And yet human love seeks satisfaction. This desire is not satisfied with mere physical connection as our culture so often seems to tell us. No, deep down all of me wants to love and to be loved. Genuine human love demands human connection. And this human connection leads ultimately to divine connection. Wired to Love is a rally call to challenge today's distorted view of love by letting human experience speak for itself. And that's what we have, conversations about human experience on love. Please come and join us for the Wired to Love podcast. Hello there, this is Father Martin Connor with the Wired to Love podcast. Welcome to this session that is going to be dedicated to friendship and the need that we have for those solid interpersonal relationships in our life and in our dating life as we prepare for marriage. I have here again Joe and Mary Zuniga, married just over a year. Welcome, Joe and Mary. Thank you. And their lovely and beautiful little son, Emil, who uh, might be kicking up a little activity if he (laughs) did what he did last time, right? (laughs) So glad to have you three with us uh, on this um, podcast. And we have been unpacking different themes from the dating booklet, Practical Guideline for Life-Giving Relationships, which you can get at the wiredtolove.com uh, site. So please do check it out. We've been unpacking some of those dates. Just a reminder on what is exactly the mission of Wired to Love. Well, it's just a, to, uh, it's a rally call that we want to make to all our listeners and as a message, right, to challenge today's distorted views of love by letting human experience speak for itself. And we mean human experience specifically in how love is expressed in such an essential way for our relationships and for the ongoing maturity of, of this love that we're called to. So today, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about friendship. And I just remember um, how, how important it is today for um, – in all our relationships because uh, a lot of times when we, we think about friendship – we also can uh, sadly think of the crisis of friendship. I just read recently how, in the case of men, um, you know, thirty years again, thirty years ago, men um, uh, statistically had one point five friends or two point five friends, something like that. And that same survey went out, and now it's zero. Like men generally don't have good friends around them, which is a very sad, sad reality. So I don't think this subject could be more important because we know that uh, we need those friends, uh, those friendships. And then they play into what later becomes uh, a healthy um, opposite sex relationship, right? With uh, a male and female and how that develops into later marriage. So though those relationships are so key. So I want to just unpack a little bit about those themes with Joe and Mary here and how they kind of played out in their dating relationship and, and if they could speak to the 
the pros and cons of that. So um, how do you two, why don't we talk a little bit about friend, friendships in general and maybe how, how that, how, where were you when you were dating, right? And, and think, think about where you were dating and, how, and you're, you know, introducing the other to your friend circles and how all that happens naturally when you're dating. Talk to, just talk spontaneously about that. Yeah, well, um, I was living in Denver, Colorado at the time when I started dating Joe, and I had a lot of really close friends that, um, because we were long distance, I got to spend a lot of time with them and continue to um, uh, develop those friendships while talking to Joe every night. We talked every night, um, but... um, I was really grateful for those friends and still am really close with a lot of them. Um, but something I'd like to mention about when I first met Joe, the, our, one of our first conversations was uh, the feeling that I, I had when, um, when we were talking and I remember thinking, it feels like I'm talking to an old friend. It wasn't like, I, I don't know if, it wasn't like fireworks were going off and crazy, uh, you know, crazy fire between yeah. us. It was just like I'm talking to someone where I I feel a really, soulmate. I feel really known mm, by this person mm. and feel very comfortable. Right, and right. it's something that I've really clung to um, in our relationship is just this feeling of comfort and. And that's what's stable. I mean, obviously, fireworks came. Yeah, naturally. But, and, and, but our, my initial conversation with him was I, I was struck by the peace mm. that I felt and the comfortability mm. that was mm-hmm. present. He understood me. He understood me. Or he was me understanding and, me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Joe, what about yourself? Yeah, um, I would definitely have to agree, you know, when we, when we first met there was this this very quick feeling of like oh my gosh this this woman i want this person in my life Mm. for a long time (laughs) that's my very first like i uh you know within a day i thought i wanted to marry her but i know that's not necessarily everyone's experience (laughs) but at the very at the very foundation of it i was thinking this is someone who i want to be friends with i just felt like mary said i just felt really known very quickly Mm. um and and I wanted to know her, which which is really the foundation of of just a normal friendship that anyone would have with another, in a non romantic setting. Right. Is you feel like this person gets you a little bit. Yeah. Hey, this guy he he understands who I am. He gets what I'm about. He likes. He knows what I like. We like the same things. We dislike the same things. And he gets me. I get him. And there's like that camaraderie there. You get to be yourself. Yeah, and you know I think that, um, leading up to. Um, meeting Mary, I, I had a lot of really good friends and I think a great role that those friendships have to prepare you for a, that bigger, more committed relationship is that, um, having friends actually helps you to know who you are in a weird way. Um, being able to relate to other people, you know, there's, there's nothing like, especially when you're young, going to like a new school Mm. or you go to college for the first time where you don't know anybody and suddenly you're looking at yourself like, I don't think I know who I am either. I don't know. You know, there's just everything's kind of uncertain. And the more you gain friends for yourself and the more you grow in intimacy with others, 
there's a kind of a self intimacy that kind of goes along with that mm-hmm. where um you you understand how you're relating to other people and the way that the the kind of people you want to spend time with and the kind of people who you're about versus the kind of people who you're not about I would also say that friendships um outside of a romantic setting prepare you for a relationship because it teaches you what what is good in a friendship it should mm. guide you it should be, make you better um and it it and so and that should be maintained throughout your re- relationship and then into marriage right. you should have those friendships that also just like your romantic relationship does they they demand um uh, the pursuit of virtue. Right, right. Just something that uh, is referred to in the dating book that I want to read because I think you're, you're touching on it. In a good friendship, friends desire the best for each other, requiring at times a hard dose of honesty. True friends should hold each other to higher standards and expect to call each other out when they fall short. This is not something we like, but we, we know we need. Friendship solidifies a relationship because it is about caring about the other person's soul, not just about their body, right? What I like about that reflection, which is not mine, it's uh, part of the interview that I get, I remember it very well, is we need our friends um, to help us, uh, kind of remind us what's important to us. A lot of times, for example, when you're dating someone, uh, your friends are very good in, in, in kind of uh, identifying good or bad eggs. Yeah. Like, I don't think that guy's for you. I don't think that girl's for you. because. And you may, you may not want to hear that because you're really liking them. There's a strong attraction. Oftentimes but boom. you start avoiding your friends when you're in a relationship with someone you know that they disapprove of. And, because you don't want to hear it because you, That's know, right. That's right. you know that they will call call it out right right and I, and that's the point is that if these friends care about you and they've proven themselves to you it, it it's just makes sense to listen mm-hmm. to at least some of their perspectives i i don't think um many many times in my interviews with couples um and single people they would say how important um having that sounding board is in your life uh especially relationships and if we don't have good friend circles we lack that objectivity and we can make bad decisions when it comes to dating. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And that both of you seem to have had those friend circles. And then uh, naturally encouraged the, the getting to know of them. Because they were affirming, yeah, Mary Mary is someone that you, you know, or, or, or Joe is. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, the kind of value, value systems affirmed by that dating uh, within a, a kind of a friend circle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think having having a set of good friends um also the flip side of that is you get to share the things that you're so excited about in your exactly. romantic relationship and it just you know good friends can tell you maybe when something doesn't seem quite right but the best part is when you get to share something that's going just right yes and you get to share that with somebody and it's like it makes it makes you you know look the person in the eye and just be like i'm so glad we're friends yeah i'm so glad i get to share this with you and when that per when your friend goes through the same thing you get to relish that moment to get those moments together and it's a it's a really amazing where you, blessing where you experience true joy 
when you see your friend flourishing. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and, and it's funny that you say that because if you, if you remember the many, many weddings that you've been to, and usually the best man or, or the, Breda, the, the maid of honor will say something to that effect. I knew when Joe met Mary because of his... They'll, they'll go into some meditation of what Mary did to your heart and how your behavior changed or whatever because she was bringing the best out of you. Mm-hmm. Like they recognize that in your relationship and they want that for you. Like Joe is on his game when he's with Mary and I want him, I want him to be that, that way, right? He's not so much with me but with her definitely, right? <laughs> but it's, it's real. Love brings us to an extraordinary level of self-gift and patience and kindness and all kinds of virtues. So... I think friends leverage the best in us, especially if they're good friends. Not drinking buddies. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something deeper. And, and again, that's why the crisis, you could say, of friendship is so serious because it doesn't leverage that type of um, solid discernment, you could say, in regards to people that you choose to go out with or spend some time with. Well, I think friendship has been become distorted. It's it's the intimacy of friendship has been lost. It, it's become uh, social media. Obviously, has become a huge killer of intimacy and friendship because, especially young people, young children don't have the skills that are needed to develop. A friendship mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the intimacy that it involves, the vulnerability that it involves, and so because they their only experiences are filtered in some right. way. Yeah, ma- masked by the digital world, which is not yeah. real human intimacy. Yeah, intimacy like oh, we both like the same TikTok influencer, and we're going to you know we that's what we talk about, or we both play video games and we like this game and we're going to, you know, play this game together. But when it comes to down to actually talking about how your parents are getting a divorce and, and, or your special needs sister yeah, or these difficult realities you face or the fact that, you know, you're feeling upset because you, you keep on missing assignments and you don't know what to do about it and you don't know who to talk to. And in those moments, especially, I mean, not to glorify old, the olden days, but I think those are the moments where you need intimacy and friendship and you can rely on a friend. Like I am, I'm struggling right now and I need some help. Mm. Um, I needed just a sounding board. Right. Right. So I think that's something that's a part of the crisis is this we we do things alongside each other but we're not really looking at each other we're not right. seeing each other we're right. not seeing Christ in the other person we're just enjoying it's like recreation right yeah one one more thing to be pleasurable or seeking pleasure in rather than investing in mm-hmm. right the whole the whole idea of investing in a relationship not I'm not just saying a dating relationship but investing in another person is is what true friendship demands and it and it takes work to do that absolutely it takes time out of your day it takes a a phone call in the evening when you're tired and you don't feel like talking to this you know you have so you have your spouse to talk to about their issues and this person's calling you to get advice about you know it can feel overwhelming but it's it's 
required and necessary in a friendship to put in that time even when it feels a little bit cram uh, it, it cramps your style or cramps your time um your yeah, your time. Yeah, one of the things that I that I've noticed in a culture of immediacy is that we apply those materialistic um, values to our relationships. So I can call Amazon, and tomorrow morning I got what I want right on my doorstep. That's not quite how it works with human relationships. I need to stretch myself. I need to invest. I need to sacrifice in order to actually experience the real good there. And when I don't, when I treat it like some Coke machine, right? I put in my two bits and get get what I want out. Then I'm really doing a disservice to myself and to another person because I I won't really tap into the goodness that is there in in the friendship unless I, I actually give myself to it. So that that's what's at stake is. Is, is possibly the temptation we have in an uh, immediate culture not to invest in relationships, which then will play into later not investing in my marriage relationship, which is going to be the pinnacle of all what we learn when we're growing up or in high school or whatever. Is these, That's why friendships are so important because we bring all the good of that into what ultimately would be our marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and talking about that, just like finding the cheap immediacy um, – I think it's so easy to, like so many things in our life, it's really easy to find a cheap substitute for the real thing mm. and be mistaken that you're getting the real, the real Coca-Cola, the real thing. That's right. You know, um, so whether it's through um, just like digital interactions or like you said, like the, the drinking buddy or the guy who you like to just share memes with, you know, like it's really easy to mistake a relationship for something that's actually just... It's just not much there. That's right. Like you can you can spend a whole weekend. I remember being younger and and um, like going out on a Friday or a Saturday night, going to uh, like a club or going to a bars and being out until four in the morning. And then you wake up with those same friends and you get brunch together and it's really really fun. And then you go home Sunday night and it's like I feel like I don't like I feel actually pretty isolated even mm. after all that. Uh, and it's really easy to. Um, really seek other people just in order to some way fill yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's even if it's fun and innocent, you don't mean anything by it. Um, and uh, there's a lot of it different becomes friendship of utility. Yeah, friendship of utility, and there doesn't you know, they're not you're not purposefully necessary. Yeah, I think most people don't realize that there's like you know or don't think that there's any malice behind that, but it can just happen so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's okay to have acquaintances and things, of course, but I think a great um, a great way to find relationship uh, like like ways to to grow in depth with another person is actually you think about the things that you want for yourself. Um, think about the desire to be known that you have. Mm-hmm. Think about the desire to to um, get help when you need it or somebody to lean on. Um, and actually be the one to go and give those things first because that's when you're going to open yourself up to somebody and show, hey, I'm, I'm in some way being vulnerable with you. I'm giving myself to you. And that person hopefully will feel called to have some reciprocity with you. Right. 
and maybe it doesn't come back and you know that that person's never going to be your good friend. Right. And that's a good thing too in the end, even though it can hurt. So, you know, call the people who are on your mind. Call the, call, reach out to the person who you know is going through something tough, who even though they didn't, you know, reach out to you, you know, I, that's one thing about social media that maybe is, is kind of good. Um, you know, you see somebody is, is moving or just got a new job or went through a breakup or had a family member pass away. Like it's a great time to just reach out and be mm. like, Hey, I saw that you're going through this thing. Right. Can I help you in any way? Or, you know, how are you feeling? You know, you know, yeah, use those digital resources for the good. <laughs> mm, for sure. And so anyway, I just think that that's, that's a little, a little, t- a great tool for strengthening relationships in your life. If you feel like you need more meaningful relationships, right, or to to further develop the ones that you have, in a continuous, con- a continuous spirit of of self giving. Can you can either of you speak a little bit to now that you're in your year plus into marriage, the just the importance of those relationships that they continue. Yeah. Right. Not, you know, not that you isolate yourself from them, but that they're part of they're part of this new chapter. They don't disappear because you're married now. Maybe speak a little bit to, to the need of that that couples maybe can forget about once they get married. Yeah, I um I actually have a couple of friends that after for years I've always called them on my way home from work. And it's um it's just a great time for me as an external processor to talk about my day hear about theirs and we're good friends from college and I will I mean different seasons of life I'll talk to them more on my way home from work but it's a routine that I have that sometimes I forget that Joe even like if if Joe even knows that I I talk to my friend Renee or my friend Ellie on my way home from work, I'm like, did you know that I talk to them almost every day? And they're, and he's like, I didn't. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. You talk to them every day? I'm like, yeah, I just tell them about my day. I mean, he does know that, but the, uh, that is a, a way that I have, you know, kept up a relationship, even though I'm not necessarily, ne- necessarily physically in the same state as them. Um, I talk to them and it's a great way for me to especially with good, good close girlfriends to really just bounce ideas off of. If there's something I'm anxious about, I can tell them about it and then it kind of loses its power sometimes. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I realize it's not even something I need to dwell on anymore. And by the time I see Joe that evening, it's, I'm, I'm good to go. I, I just think the importance of calling and maintaining relationships with your friend or getting together with friends after work or spending time with them on the weekends even if it's not every weekend it's so important to have another person other than your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend to run things by and hear about their life and like joe said reach out to them when they're struggling and it not become like a utilitarian mm. you you make me feel good you affirm it's easy to just use friends especially when you're dating just to ask them about your relationship and tell them only about their your relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and never ask them about their life yeah so i think it's 
um, that's one way that I have maintained. It's a very um, specific way that I've maintained friendships in our marriage. Well, good points. Um, good points. Joe, you want to add to that from your end? Yeah, I mean, I, I think friendships, um, friendships now for me are a very critical kind of supplement to the, the married life. Um, there's friendships with, with guys, you know, where I just, you know, need to get out and uh, watch a football or basketball game or, or just talk about, you know, things that I'm interested in that Mary's not, you know, it's, I think we all have those pockets of interest that the, maybe your spouse doesn't find interesting and just to have friends to, to get to have an outlet with in other areas is, it's just a healthy human experience. It's, it's really good. And to have, um, you know, to have those times that, that you intentionally set to, to spend with good friends is great. Um, and then also on a, you know, on a deeper level, you just want to have people who, um, again, who know you and you know them and are, you're helping your, each other in your particular journeys of life. And so I've got friends who are married, friends who are still single, friends who are dating or engaged and, we all get to kind of just relate our life experiences mm. to one another and um, try to help each other to be to be better men, um, you know. And th- so to have that element in friendships with the, of course, just ability to relax with one another to to find rest, um, awesome, is just been a great a great thing, um, yeah, yeah, you know. Right. And and having those other couples as well to to share life with and. Okay. Yeah, and I, I can't stress it enough. I know that you, you two mentioned that to me before, that uh, community, right? When you do get into to the married life, you're, you are looking for those couples that do affirm you in your decisions, especially in how you want to be as a couple, how you want to raise your children. And, and that affirmation is critical uh, for, for, I'd say, a healthy growing in self and, and, and as a couple and as in a family life, uh, that's what community is meant to be. It's meant to affirm all the good in you. And when we don't have it, we become isolated and caught up maybe in too many workaholics or maybe in other directions. It, it never seems to work out. It's not good for us, right? It, it, but community life and those, those interpersonal relationships are so are so fundamental. Why don't we wrap up um, this particular session with a little takeaway like we normally do? on the Wired to Love podcast. Um, just generally, we tried to think about something that was spoken about in this last 25, 30 minutes or so uh, that we feel that we want to remember or maybe are just good to, good to mention again because uh, it was an insight or whatever the case may be. So I'll, I'll go first. And I really feel called out to remember that even as a religious, I live with, a, with eight priests um, that I cannot uh, not continue to invest in friendships, right? Now, I have some of those already in the city that I'm living, obviously working in, but I have even more particular friendships that, that are my college friends or guys that I might have worked with before I entered the seminary. Those, those people are important. Right. And particularly guys, you know, we can go for a long period without talking to them. So I think it's a it's, a, it's definitely a it's a moment for me to kind of circle back and say, all right, what are you going to do about reconnecting with with uh, John or Mark or Tom or whoever that is? So thank you for that. So that's my takeaway. My takeaway, I probably would say is making sure that your friendships aren't friendships of utility. 
that you are putting in time and effort into uh, maintaining good friendships, not just for your own sake, um, to make you feel good or to get words of affirmation um, from them um, to affirm your own life, which sometimes is important, but also to reach out, especially to those friends that might be feeling lonely or going through something. I think that's my big takeaway. Avoiding friendship of utility and and making it more of an agape, self-sacrificing love. Good stuff. Good stuff. Joe, what about you? Yeah, uh, I think that relationships, particularly friendships, take a lot of intentional work. um, And there are a lot of ways to avoid the effort that it takes to develop relationships. I think especially the older you get, depending on how old you are listening to this, you might be really eager to make friends, but you could be in a place where you're kind of just comfortable. You've got your routine. Um, And uh, so just a little practical resolution that I've had in the past and that I want to renew is to um, to have the the kind of mantra or attitude of just saying yes to more things. Um, In particular, when um, a friend reaches out and wants to spend time in a certain way, um, to just, as long as it's not going to interfere with my like real commitments and mm, my, mm. my, my, my very basic needs to just, just say yes. Even if I don't feel like leaving the house or going to an event or getting on the phone call with somebody to just say, Hey, yeah, I, I can give to this person right now. Um, and know that that will, that will bear fruit. Perfect. Well, thank you, uh, Joe and Mary, on this subject of friendship and the need that we have for this type of intimacy um, before we get married, during our marriages, all how important they they are to, as they as they play into who we are, right? So so true. So thank you for all these very unique nuggets of insight into into your last couple of years. Uh, so we wish you and Emil, little Emil, the very best. And thank you for being on the show. And uh, again, wiretolove.com. You can find um, the podcast and, and the dating booklet, practical guidelines uh, for life-giving relationships. And also the uh, pre-dating quiz. Yes, if you're not sure if you should be dating or where you are in that whole dating, take the quiz and see where you measure up on your own kind of personal maturity and readiness to uh, engage in such an important thing like dating is. So check out all those materials out, out on wiredtolove.com. And great having you, uh, all the listeners, and we welcome you back and take care and God bless.